Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'd like to welcome everyone to the inaugural The Fantasy Playbook podcast. This is Brad. I'm joined today by Brett and Isaiah. We're going to give you a little talk on week eight in the NFL and fantasy football. So let's jump into it here with the Thursday night game, Miami at New England. What do you guys think about this game? Miami, let's start on that side of the ball. And Tannehill? Well, Tanny, I think he had a good game. I don't know if I try. He's going to be required to throw a lot in this game. That's what I'm thinking because I imagine New England's going to just get out ahead and Miami's going to have to play catch up. So, I mean, possibly a, a productive fantasy day. I don't know, real life football, but I think he's going to definitely get his fair share of throws. Yeah, I'm with you. I think he's uh, always uh, been a pretty successful quarterback uh, going back to last year. And I think he was a little hampered by the uh, Joe Philbin offense early in the season. But I think going forward, I, he'll be a solid low QB1 option. So I think he should probably be owned in most leagues. Maybe not all uh, leagues, but in most leagues. Well, I'd um, say last certainly week. for this game, I mean, he does play Buffalo coming up after that, which is a difficult QB matchup. But uh, certainly for this game, I think he should be a, is a solid streaming option. Just like you said, going to throw so often. I think we can call last week a little more than a good week. That was fantasy wow. insanity. Four yeah, touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Only dry, <laughs> had one missed pass, nearly set the record for completions in a row. That was a game for the ages. As someone that mm-hmm. owns Miami Dolphins in way too many leagues, I was quite every happy. League. I think every, every league. league. I have at least two. I think yeah. there was a quote that you had to meet. I, I think there's a lot of upside going forward with Tannehill. He is a top 12 quarterback right now, and that's with the abysmalness we saw under the Joe Philbone yeah. offense yeah, the it first was just three so weeks bad. of the season. He has two top 25 wide receivers. He has a running back that's running amazingly right now. I think <laughs> this offense, especially in a, a shootout that I expect against New England, could be hitting on all cylinders going this week, and I think – they should all be started this week. In- How much do uh, Lamar Miller owners regret their decision of not being patient, maybe? Yeah, and trading him away. I, I, yeah. I, I can't imagine. I'm glad I, kept, I held on to all my leagues. He's been uh, crazy these last two weeks. Yeah. 35.6 in standard last week, 175 yards, and a one rushing touchdown along with a receiving touchdown. That was a great game. I think we can expect it going forward. Definitely a top 10 running back option, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Completely agree. And Jarvis Landry, I don't know who saw that highlight from <laughs> Sunday, but he is a crazy man. He I think all the tackles. Not just I some think, of the tackles, all of the tackles. There's something that has to be accredited to Houston's really, really, really bad defense. Oh, because it was they just beautifully like horrible. They were, like they were like running behind him slowly. It didn't look like they were trying <laughs> to tackle him. But yes, he is, I, I think he's still a great receiver, getting so many targets. Houston very yeah. well might be the worst team in the league, but yeah. that's beside the point. We'll yeah. get to them later. Uh, yeah. Let's jump over to the New England side of the ball. There is too many people to talk about on this uh, team. Let's let's just talk about a couple guys here. I think the uh, the backfield is very interesting, especially after the giant goose egg that they put up last yeah. week. Can I can I throw out a stat? Let's negative hit negative negative point three <laughs> yeah. points. Between Dion Lewis and Legarrette Blount. To be fair, Le- Dion Lewis did not play. 
You know what? Negative point three <laughs> is negative point three. Lewis didn't play, still had a better fantasy game than LeGarrette Blunt. Very true. Very true. So you know what? That's I think I might point. rather be a Dion Lewis owner right now. I, I just, I don't know about LeGarrette Blunt. I don't think he is valuable at all going forward. They're, they, it seems like they're predictable on which games LeGarrette Blunt is going to have a big game, and in the foreseeable future, I can only really see one where it's just like they, they're probably going to just run it right through the line, and that's Washington. But I don't really think he's worth holding on to for that one game. And just when they go passing, he's just completely out of the offense, not in there at all. He only got three rushes last week, as you said, for negative three yards. I think yeah. he's, he's droppable easily. Right now, I'm a little leery on anybody's – on the New England backfield in general. Obviously, Deion Lewis has a lot more upside, but – I think the guys on New England own are obviously Brady and Gronk, but then Julian Edelman, and I think moving forward, Brandon LaFell will stop dropping the ball. He had five drops last He looked game. awful. He looked he awful. He looked really bad. But I, I don't think that'll continue. I think he'll he's getting back into the swing of things, but I would like if you have to, maybe like flex Deion Lewis, but obviously if he's your only option, put him up there in the RB one or two, but depending on how deep your league is, but me personally, I would bench him this week, even though he's going against a soft Miami defense. I think Brady and Gronk are going to do what they've been doing all season and and get ahead early and just kind of run out the clock after that. But yeah, that's where I disagree with you. I think he's been consistent yeah. basically the whole year. I mean, other than these past two games where he's been injured with that abdomen injury, the first three four games of the season he had over uh, twelve points in all four. And yeah. like you said, that Miami defense is just. It's soft. I mean, it's improved, but it's still soft. I would, I would look at your contingency, contingency plan because Deion Lewis oh. is still questionable for Thursday yes, yeah. on a short week. Mm-hmm. So definitely, don't put all your money in that basket. Yeah. Let's, uh, sure. let's, let's talk about some perhaps backup options if Deion Lewis ends up going out here. Let's look at guys that are uh, more <clears> widely available. Um, Let's see here, uh, David Johnson or Antonio Andrews? For this and, week, I'm going to take Antonio Andrews. Yeah, same. Uh, same. I, I, Chris I Johnson's the guy in Arizona. And, yeah. Yeah, I, don't, I think possibly David Johnson has some upside going forward, but for this week, it just seems like Chris Johnson's the guy who's going to get the carries for now, and maybe they'll work in David Johnson once they're out of it at the end of the season and they want to get the rookie some work. Let's see, Antonio Andrews or Charles Sims? Ooh, that's, that's a hard one. Well, that's, that's a hard one. Um, I'm going to take Andrews again just yeah. because you don't know if Charles Sims is going to get in the game. He kind of is completely dependent on game flow. And, I mean, he could be game – he, he could be – Good for game flow in this game just because they're playing Atlanta and they're going to put up a lot of points. They're going to have to pass against a not very good Tampa Bay defense. But, I mean, the game could be close and it could be all Doug Martin all the time. So I, I would go Antonio Andrews again. Yeah. Agreed. 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 And uh, let's go with one last one, Antonio Andrews or Alfred Blue. I'm going to go Is Alfred Blue here. And, yeah, I'll take this one. Alfred Blue has been... Uh, a little bit choppy, and he's got Polk behind him, right? Is that, is yes. that right? Chris Polk. Yeah, Chris Polk, that's right. Um, but if you look at what happened earlier in the season when Arian was out, eventually they started handing the ball off to Blue. He had one game, I think he had 31 carries, and he yeah, actually put up carries. over 120-something yards. I mean, he if he gets the touches, he can perform. So, uh, I mean, 
Hoyer's been doing okay as of late, and especially with DeAndre Hopkins uh, on the receiver. But man, I like Blue. At least in that comparison you said, I like Blue moving forward at least uh, this week, just because I don't think Houston has a lot of uh, options there. I think they'll have I, to get him the ball. I think going forward, I would definitely pick Alfred Blue this week. I think I'm going to go with Antonio Andrews. Um, and to, just because David Cobb uh, going to be coming back for the first week this week, and not back Alf- this week, he's not back. Oh, he's not I think back. It's uh, okay. next, not, it's not next whack, week, week so nine or ten. David, David yeah. Cobb's not back, so he'll be he'll be getting the probably lion's share of carries unless they decide to bring Bishop Sankey back. <laughs> Sankey, bring him back. <laughs> he I sucks. think with the uh, with nobody's um, been good in that backfield though. That's Nobody. very true. Um, with game flow, if the game flow gets out of hand, then Alfred Blue can be out of this game and it will be all Chris Polk because that's what they showed that they were going to do in the past. But if the game stays close like it did with Tampa Bay in week three, he can get that 31 carries and put up a great fantasy week for you. So lots of upside going forward. Agreed. And just don't be silly. The uh, Tom Brady, Gronk, and the kicker for New England are all ranked number one in stardom every week. Don't be silly. Uh, let's Absolutely. move across the pond to oh. a London game, the final one of the season. We know these are always Thank dreadful. goodness, because these are the worst. They, like Half the worst. your points are like gone before you've even waken, woken up to see any, mo- or see any football. It's, it's terrible. Being that I work Sunday mornings, I do love waking up to football bright and early, but I would agree. And uh, we have two bad teams going over these there, are, so <laughs> thank you, bad. England. Here you go. This is what you get for uh, supporting us. us. <laughs> um, so we start off Detroit's new offensive coordinator, Mr. Uh, Jim Bob Cooter. Jim Bob Cooter. There you go. How uh, that's a name you can't forget right fantastic there. Fantastic name in the NFL, in my opinion. But right even up more, there with what do we uh, think ha, ha, Mr. Dick. Bob Cooter is going to do for this offense? Matt Stafford, he, he was the former quarterback's coach. Do we think this means an upgrade for Matt Stafford in the passing game? I don't know if it does. I think the, how I see it, I think that the, they're going to try to improve that run game because they also fired both the assistant and the, the, uh, the offensive line coach and the assistant offensive line coach. Um, so I think they're going to try to improve the running game. So I expect maybe, um, I'm not even sure which running back, but one of those running backs to get a lot of carries. I would, if I had to put a guess, I would say Amir Abdullah, but he's fumbled the ball nonstop this year. So, but I think they'll, they'll try to establish a running game. I'm not sure if it's going to work, but I think that's what the, the goal is going to be in this new offense. I'd have to go the, uh, the other way on that. I think they're going to just pass, pass, pass. I yeah. think those running backs are bad. I think the offensive line is bad. And Kansas City's defense is horrible in the secondary. I think Calvin has a big game. I think Eric Ebron has a big game. Ebron's Maybe high. see a, a comeback of Golden Tate from last year. I could see them throwing the ball all over the field. Yeah, I mean, Eric Ebron is super high on my list. And I know he's kind of been battling some stuff, but... He's only owned in 37.2 of leagues, and I would say if you need a, a streamable option at tight end, I know he's kind of going against a, a stingy defense there at Kansas City against tight ends. They're fourth, actually, against mm-hmm. tight ends, um, which is strange because you're like, Kansas City, they're awful, but um, they are ranked against that. I would still feel very comfortable starting him because... Uh, he's. Uh, I just see him getting a lot of targets because I agree with what Brad's saying. They're just going to pass, pass, pass. So, 
Okay. So Eric Not- Ebron, good <laughs> bye week fill in for you, Eric Reed owners, or you injured. I think going forward, Eric Ebron is going Jordan to be an option, to be honest. Oh, yeah, Jordan Reed. I don't know where I got Eric Reed from. And you injured Antonio Gates' own owners and everyone. Uh, let's move to the other side of the ball. Oh, not much fantasy impact over there outside of the Pokemon <laughs> Sharkandrick West. The Shark. Charizard. Charizard West. Uh, what do we think about it? We had a big week last week. Do we think it's going to hold up against Detroit? You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. dropped him. After yeah. one week, that, uh, I think that's crazy. That's crazy. I know in our league he was dropped, and yeah, I mean I tried was. to scoop him. Um, I think Shakandrick West is really. Uh, I mean, Macklin might be a good flex player, low wide receiver too. But I think the the guy like on is, Macklin does look probable, so it looks like we'll actually have him this week, unlike last week. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think Chikandrick West is is the guy that is startable for Kansas City. Other than that, even though they're going against Detroit, I just don't like Kansas City's offense. I actually like Jeremy Macklin in this game. Uh, Detroit's defense hasn't been good all season. And um, Jeremy Macklin, before he got injured, was on a streak of 20, then 15, and then 9. And then he got hurt in the middle of that next game, and then he was out. So um, he, was, he was actually really catching his stride right there before he got hurt. So I think he comes back and returns to doing that. He, they were getting him involved in the offense. And, I mean, they've lost Jamal Charles, so they've got to do something. Agreed. I, I want to sit here and say how much I hate Alex Smith, but he is amazingly somehow number 12 quarterback in points per game. Yeah. I don't boy. know how this happens. It's my boy. <laughs> I don't know how this is possible. He's the number I, 10 quarterback overall in total points. I picked him up to stream him in a, le- in a league this week. I have a quarterback on by, and it's a deep 12-team league, so I, I picked him up to stream him this week. I think he's a good option. Detroit's defense just hasn't been good this season. Yeah, yeah. The, the all-time uh, game manager, but he is, uh, nice. he's, he's a serviceable <laughs> quarterback this season yeah. so far, and you can keep going with him. With Macklin and Kelsey out there, I think he has a chance of being service- for serviceable once again. Yeah. Uh, let's move over to uh, what I think could be quite a shootout. Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Start off with Tampa Bay. That offense had a big week last week. Can, do we think they can do it again? Yeah, I think so. I think they I, – I didn't like Tampa Bay coming into the season, especially with a rookie quarterback, but they've had a few games this season where they have put up some big numbers, some big points, and – um, Vincent Jackson's out, but uh, Mike Evans is getting so many targets. I love his start this week against Atlanta's defense. Uh, and Doug Martin, I really like Doug Martin in this too. Atlanta is just kind of – their defense is – maybe you have the ranking there, but their defense to me seems very run-of-the-mill, and I think they're you know very good to start against. So Doug Martin, Mike Evans, even possible a Jameis Winston stream. What do you think? Do you trust it? Uh, I'm not That's trusting Jameis. I'm trusting him enough to get Mike Evans and Austin Safarian Jenkins the ball, but not to be fantasy relevant as your starting quarterback. Um, nah. I'm going to take a second here to discuss a little uh, fun. We're going to have a little competition between us hosts this season. Uh, we're calling it Studs and Duds. Um, my first one is in this game. Uh, let's explain how this, this competition is going to work. So uh, each week, each one of us is going to choose two players 
as our studs. These players are going to be owned in less than 50% of leagues. And uh, we're looking for someone that we think is really going to have a breakout game, someone that maybe is usable in DFS, someone that you can plug into your lineup as a bi-week fill-in that we think is going to break out. And then we're each going to pick uh, two duds, uh, players owned in over 80% of leagues that we think are going to have a down week due to uh, defenses or or some factors that we decide to come up with off the top of our head because we are really cranky and are playing against someone <laughs> this week, so we're, we're really crossing our fingers that they have Super a bad cranky. week. So uh, I'm going to start off my first stud of the week. Um, I, I often call him my boyfriend, um, and that's uh, Austin Safarian Jenkins, ASJ. I think he has a big week. Uh, Vincent Jackson out. Him and Mike Evans, I see them catching a lot of balls this week. I think it's going to be a real shootout against Atlanta to try to stay in this, and I can see him having another big week like he did in week one before he got hurt. I think he's and I a, think that's uh, completely ridiculous. And Brett, Brett hates Austin Spray <laughs> and Jenkins. I get this from him constantly. He is not, he is not a talented but tight end. I will Mike go down Evans with the ship. Is, Mike Evans is the red zone <laughs> option along with Doug Martin. I do not think he is even streamable this week. I am completely against this pick, but... Yeah, I, I knew this would happen. This is, this is a recurring <laughs> It had to come out sometime. You're going to get backlash on a lot of these picks, I'm sure. So, whatever. I'll just uh, be looking good next week when I'm talking about his uh, 100 yards and two touchdowns. Okay. It's okay. okay. I'll just rub it in uh, next week, Brad. Don't worry. Yeah, so um, I'll, I'll be waiting anxiously for that. One okay. second. Just going back to the Atlanta defense. Uh, you're right, Isaiah. They're not very good against the uh, run, against the pass. They're surprisingly not bad fourth against wide receivers okay. um, in fantasy points. So that's, that's actually um, slightly worrying. But I think without, without Vincent Jackson, all these other people are just going to get a boost just because of targets. Even Charles Sims just based off targets. So. Mm. And I like, expect that weeks to come when Vincent Jackson's also out. So. Mm. Very nice. Uh, what do we think about the running backs? Uh, the Doug Martin, he's number three running back in the league. That's all exactly yes. what we predicted coming into the season, right? I'm we sure it is. We drafted yes. him in the first round. Yes. We just slotted him in as our uh, RB1, right? Yeah, definitely. That's what I did. Sneak. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't have him in one league, sadly, but um, I think – that we've seen him do this before, so I don't think there's really any reason to think it's going to be a fluke. The reasons he's been unproductive in years past and it was probably undervalued coming into this year is simply because of injury, which is going to continue to be a risk, partially because of his play style. He runs to contact, um, no longer the muscle hamster, but I always thought that was an apt nickname for him. He now yeah, likes to be called the, One of the best Duggernaut. nicknames. He one of the best, best nicknames. I agree. Um, I agree. Speaking injuries... What do we think about uh, his backup, who has been uh, quite involved lately, 14 touches per game over the last two weeks? Uh, Charles Sims, I, I really like his upside. Upside, there's my word. Mm-hmm. I need a bell to ring whenever I say Ding! upside. Exactly. Um, we need some sound effects. We need to, uh, don't worry, I'll get the sound effects going. He has been catching the ball in the backfield. Um, everyone predicted Tampa Bay to have two relevant running backs as well as a bunch of wide receivers and yeah. for Jameis to be horrible. So this team is going exactly how we all predicted in the preseason. Yep, and, definitely. And uh, we can just move on. Oh, yes, and Vincent Jackson, like I mentioned, is out. Looks like probably yeah. multiple weeks. So uh, yeah, is, is he droppable or do we think he needs to be held on? No, no, no. I, no. I think he needs to be held on to, yeah. No, keep him. Keep him, keep him. If you need to, if, you're, if he's clogging your bench, if you need that room, maybe package him. I still think he has fantasy relevance, especially when the playoffs come around. Don't drop him for somebody else to scoop up and wait on him. 
if you need to get rid of him, package him. But yeah, no drop. Uh, I, okay. I think you know. we, we seem to be in agreement there. Okay, let's move yeah. to the other side of the ball. One of the uh, best offenses in the league so far this season. Mm-hmm. But their quarterback has only been so-so. What's what's going on with Matt Stafford? 13th Matt, ranked. Matt Ryan. 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 Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Well, Stafford, yeah, he's not much better. But Matt Ryan, <laughs> uh, 13 quarterback on the season, and he has less points per game than Alex Smith. I was what's just going to say, Alex mm-hmm. Smith ranked above him. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I heard an interesting stat is that Matt Ryan is terrible in garbage time. Are you, are you yeah, here? yeah, he is. Oh, he's, you're he's, sick. <laughs> yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's he's he is terrible in garbage time. The only time that I see Matt Stafford as truly valuable is when the games are in contention, and so far this year, Matt Ryan. It has. I said Matt Ryan, didn't I? You said Stafford. <laughs> oh, Brad. Brad did this to me. Sorry, Matt Ryan is only is only valuable when the games are really close and they're relying on him. Other than that, it seems like Devontae Freeman is kind of taking over this offense. But when they need to rely on him to win games, he goes to Julio and he can be really successful. But when they're being blown out or when they're blowing people out, it's really that helpful. No, exactly. And the thing is they've been ahead by so much uh, this season. And so Matt Ryan becomes dormant at that point. And, he has looked good in real life football, but in fantasy, he just hasn't been. Strangely, he hasn't been super viable. So mm-hmm. it's just the type of player he is. It's based on game flow, and Atlanta's game flow has been heavily in their favor, which in turn has been hurting him because they just run the ball. And if you have Devonta Freeman, it's n- it's no brainer that you start 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 him. Um, yeah, him and Julio, I think, are just auto starts. Yeah. Every week that they're not on by. That uh, Julio and Devontae Freeman both have more fantasy points per game than Matt Ryan. So yeah. that doesn't happen too often. Um, oh. But unfortunately, as big as this offense has been, it's really only three fantasy relevant guys on this team. Yeah, they just Hank- Is Hankerson even a thing? Is Hankerson the thing? I don't think so. Uh, there's- he's hurt all the time. Okay, let's move on to Minnesota at Chicago. All hail Chi Town! Oh, uh, dis- disclaimer: boo. I am a leave, a leave. obnoxious, oh. annoying Chicago Bears fan, and I, I suffer for it. So oh my give that gosh. disclaimer up front. We found out everyone else's fandom last week, and now Ugh. we get to find out mine that they're off. Um, but we'll start on the other side of the ball. Give you some time before I can start my praising. We'll start off with Minnesota. Stefan Diggs! Of Stefan Diggs? Stefan Diggs! Look at that. He's diving into the end zone. Yeah, he is. He's going yeah, he is. off. I've heard a lot of people describe him as a he's... ball hawk mentality, which is a good, good uh, attribute in a receiver. He like goes for the ball, and it's just like always his ball. Every time that ball's in the air, that's his ball. And that's a great mentality to have as a receiver, and it's it's that's why you see those diving catches and those catches over people that you've seen on the highlight reels these past two weeks. So yeah, I really like Stefan Diggs going forward. You know, I heard I think it was Adrian Peterson said in an interview that he has the biggest hands he's ever seen, and I think Stefan Diggs is everything that Mike Wallace isn't. It's it's that playmaker guy that Minnesota's been looking for, and Teddy. I'm waiting for Teddy to to actually do something, but he's just looked kind of sorry this year. But Stefan Diggs, he's getting the ball, and he looks great moving forward. Talk about upside. Good gosh. 13 yeah. points per game since he became the starter. That that ranks very high on 
the overall points per game ranking as wide receiver. Let's see right here where that puts him. That puts him as a top six wide receiver. The save is Brandon Marshall. Yeah, if, that's if he carries fantastic. that over the season. I'll, I'll take that as a waiver wire pickup. Uh, a waiver I'm, wire pickup, yeah. I'm still starting Marshall, though. <laughs> well, yes, I'm yeah. not going to start him over Marshall, but picking that guy up off of waivers, if he can keep that yeah. up. But yeah. as good as that is, Teddy Bridgewater is still yeah, in 27% yeah, of leagues. Drop him. There is no Drop fantasy that. relevance Probable. there. You don't need the backup. Uh-huh. You shouldn't be starting him. That Even against Chicago, I wouldn't start yeah. him. Yeah, no. This is probably the best throw- <laughs> matchup you're going to get of the year, and you're not starting him here. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. He is Alex Smith 2.0. Yes. He is a, is a game manager as they come. I hope in the future that might change, but this season that's what it looks like. Uh, well, I think you- Teddy has big playability too, but uh, I don't know if it's if it's the coaching. Well, I don't know if it's the coaching or something, but all of his passes are like under ten yards. Yeah. It could very well be the play calling or something, but yeah. it's not it's not working in his favor this it's season. It's not fantasy relevant, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Um, Adrian Peterson, every week starter. We don't need to waste yeah. too much time no. on that. Um, Mike oh. Wallace, is he is he droppable? Yeah, droppable. Unless in, in, it's a deep league. Ten uh, team for sure. Ten, Twelve team, 12. I think. Um, 12 and 14, I think, hold on to him. But. Yeah, I, I have him in a 12-team league, and I've, I've held on to him, but he's I don't see any time soon he's getting in my lineup yeah. as things change. I, I have the exact same thing. Have him in a 12-team league, but he's deep on the bench. Yeah, right, yeah, right the bench. Maybe a bi-week spot flex starter, but, like, yeah, again, drop him or package him. Get him off your team. The Bears. The okay. Bears. Okay. The okay. What, okay. So let's move on to the next game. Yeah, oh, we oh, oh, no. you got to let me have at least a moment. My team sucks. Okay. So at least let me talk about them. Alshon. Alshon. Alshon and Martellus Bennett. So in happy he's That's back. It. In games he's played, he's averaging over 14 points per game. Him and Cutler have a connection. The other wide receivers there are nothing to write home about. Alshon is an every week starter, as long as well as Matt Forte, the number four running back on the season. Yeah. For a team as bad as Chicago, they have some offensive weapons. Yeah, they're both auto starts every week. Even when Matt Forte played the Seahawks, still had a somewhat productive game. So I think they're starts every week. No He's real question about that. Nonstop. Yeah. I, I am, you know, uh, as go, good as go that, de- there, I'm sorry. As as good as that offense is, I'm actually streaming the Minnesota defense this week. Oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a good idea. That's a very I, good idea. I Jake think Cutler that will throw at least two picks. So <laughs> at least. he he's he's good for at least two. I think oh, Devonta yeah, he has more interceptions probably than Devonta Freeman has touchdowns, which is that's awesome. hard to do. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Doesn't. Let's stat check that one. Let's still stat check that one. Anyway. But it's, it's close. It's certainly close. <laughs> well, anyway, very good. Um, well, something else I just wanted. Well, only four interceptions this season. Oh, didn't look at that! Wow. He, missed one game, but he was hurt for half of it. Yeah, we'll take that. Um, something else I wanted to throw in here, just a just a guy to th- remember. Remember the name. Remember in dynasty leagues, keeper leagues. I think Jeremy Legford has uh, some upside for it. There we go. Ding the bell. Um, for the next season going forward, I could very much see Matt Forte not being with this team next year. That brings a tear to my eye. There's a pit in my stomach when I say that, but I could very much see him moving on to 
a winning team next season uh, in free agency. And I think Jeremy Langford, a rookie this year, third-round pick, could step up and take over that uh, that job. He's very Matt Forte-esque in the way he runs. It's great coming out of college, and I could uh, I could see him really stepping up. And if there was a Matt Forte injury, I could see him taking over. Uh, one quick note, real. Um, I am looking down at my studs here, and I realize we've skipped over both one of mine and one of yours, Brad, in the London game because we just wanted to get away from it so quickly because it was so poor. But yeah, I, got, um, I got I got rid of that stud. Oh, oh, he got rid of that stud. Okay, well, I did skip over one of mine. Um, <laughs> He's not sorry. a studly. This, this is why Brett doesn't host. Yeah, you know, I, I skipped over one of mine. Mine is Theo Riddick from the Detroit Lions playing in London this week. He has been good lately, very good. He yeah. has. Uh, I remember why we skipped over him because that's a bad good. choice. That's a he bad has choice. The, he has the most catches of any running back in the league this season. Even he more than like Duke ball. Johnson. Even more than he Duke Johnson. He catches the ball like a madman. Yes, even more than Duke. Most in the league this year. He, he catches the ball like a madman with that new offense coming in. As I said, I think they're going to try to run the ball more, so I think he can get into the running game too. No one else has stepped up in the offense. I think and Theo Riddick is going to be a stud of the week this week. Check, you're that is, that stat. That is Danny terrible. Danny Woodhead has overtaken him for receptions on the season. Who? Who has? Danny Woodhead with his 12. Oh, oh Danny week. Woodhead had that big week last week. All right, yeah. sorry. My, my bad. My stats were slightly off, but <sighs> still off. many receptions. Second most then, I would, I would assume. Uh, yes, second most. You're probably the only Devonta person in this country stud. calling a, a Detroit running back a stud. Yeah, yeah I probably him. <laughs> the He's right up there with Jake Bell. The Detroit <laughs> coaches are also not calling him a stud. They're, they're like, eh, I'm not sure about this guy. But yes. <laughs> well, we yeah, let's move on to that, that choice next week. But let's move on. Uh, this should be a good one, especially with uh, some returns to the lineup. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. I think this could be a uh, very fun game for the early morning. Starting Cincinnati, uh, Andy Dalton, the red, the, the fire engine, the red, the red rocket, the, the red, red rocket. rocket. He has he has been on a tear so far this season. Do we do we believe in Andy Dalton? Uh, I think that that question was answered after week four. I think he's been consistent. You got to start him if you have him. He's kind of like the Carson Paul uh, Carson Palmer effect. Where you don't expect much out of him at the beginning of the season, but week in, week out, he produces, and you have to start him. You can't miss him. This is coming from a guy that rode Andy Dalton to a fantasy championship a few years ago. So, uh, who me? Uh, yeah, that would be you. That would be you. <laughs> you. You did ride him for a fantasy. I, I for one, do not believe in him. I just forgot about I, that. <laughs> I, I just expect the bad Andy to come eventually. Oh, Only two picks on. this season. He's gonna throw more it's gonna happen eventually he's he's filled with talent on that team so that's that's where all this value is coming from but i think eventually he'll start making the poor decisions and poor throws that he's done in the past i don't think he grew up that much in one year so you know i i think we can leave aj green andy dalton i think we can let those slide and say stardom uh, the the guys that i'm kind of worried well not worried but i i do have a question i mean do you start Geo or Jeremy Hill? Because Jeremy Hill had a little bit of a bounce back and is starting to, you know, run a little bit better, see some touchdowns. Who do you like better out of those two running backs? Let I me like just pull my hair out before I answer this question. Yeah, really. Yeah, uh, I know. As a Jeremy Hill owner in way too many leagues, this is just dri- driving me crazy <laughs> all season long. Oh, I got I rid of him. I couldn't do. take it. 
yeah. I don't know what to do. If you have to start my guess, but I'd avoid it. I would not start Jeremy Hill for sure. The Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh is fourth against the run in fantasy points, so I don't really see this as a game they're going to try to pound into the line. I think they're going to try to throw around it with Gio Bernard. I think he's your start this week. And actually, Jeremy Hill is one of my duds this week, owned in over 80% of the leagues. I think Jeremy Hill has a bad game this week, very bad. Do not start him. Get him out of your lineups. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's move to the other side of the ball and the Big Ben's great, back. The return of Big Ben after missing four or five weeks with that sprained MCL, he is back with a vengeance and ready to take on a division rival. <laughs> uh, does he step right back into a, a top five, six quarterback? Is it going to take him a few weeks before we uh, can um, put him up there? Still, in this matchup, no, because he's playing Cincinnati's defense. Um, Cincinnati's defense at times has had some holes as far as like putting up, you know, allowing a lot of touchdowns. I don't see it, even though I'm a big Martavis Bryant and Antonio Brown believer and Le'Veon Bell, in my opinion, is the best running back in the game right now. Um, even though all those weapons are there, I still say this is a tight game because Cincy's defense has proven very good this season. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Isaiah on this one. I think he is probably a top ten option, and most likely you're going to have to start him unless you got like a Carson Palmer or Andy Dalton off waivers. He'll Phillip be efficient, Rivers. or Philip Rivers. Yeah, maybe a Philip Rivers. But I <laughs> I think he's probably top ten, but not top five this week. And um, I think you can start him if you need to, but if you have another option, go with that one. Yeah, he'll be efficient though. Agreed I agree on this week, but I think going forward, Pittsburgh. Is uh, is a, a offense that's going to be right up there with New England oh, yeah. and Atlanta. I think this offense. Yeah, they're one of the best offenses. Is in the game. awesome. Martavis yeah. Bryant, nineteen points per game since he returned from suspension. Antonio Brown, even with the whole of a horrible Michael Vick throwing to him for two and a half weeks, Goodness. is still the number seven wide receiver on the season. Le'Veon yeah. Bell missed the first two weeks of the season and still is getting sixteen points per game as yeah. the number seven running back. This yeah. offense is going to win someone a fantasy championship. Yeah. yeah. If you want, if you want to win, if you want to win fantasy games, play players that are on good teams. Look yeah. at that. Because odds are that they are going to produce. And Pittsburgh is a classic example. Even though Antonio Brown has Vic throwing to him, he still produces because he's on a good team and he's a good player. So start good players on good teams. Isaiah dropping some knowledge on us. Okay, let's move over to a game that's going to be not as good. This is lopsided in every way possible. Arizona (laughs) at Cleveland. I would like to bring up the fact that we also thought that the last week's game was going to be just like this one, and it ended up being a close game, Joe Flacco choking in the end. but um, Classic Ravens. Yeah, classic classic Ravens losing by like some margin of three to eight points. They they never lose by more, never lose lose by less. But But they still lose. Yeah, they still lose. Definitely still lose. Always a loss. Um, I think this this matchup could be slightly tighter than we might expect just because the Arizona seems to have some problems running away with games. But, yeah, I, I think Arizona. Clear winners here. Um, I mean, John Brown performed last game with and Fitz. And the game before. Well, and the game before. He, he's, he's been doing well. Um, can you – is every wide receiver like bulletproof against Cleveland? Do you even go as far as Floyd? Um, Cleveland's nineteenth against 
the wide receivers so far this season. So they're uh, they're middle of the pack. I will. I, I do want to throw is, in there this is Arizona Brown. though. Yeah, this is Arizona. I I I have to be honest. I have John Brown in two leagues. He's on my bench in both leagues this week. He was close to getting in the starting lineups in both those, but I've got some strong receiving cores. I think he's right on that cusp of getting into a flex spot in most leagues. So Just to put would, it out there, John Brown is questionable with a hamstring. Yeah, he was questionable practice. last week and didn't seem to... So seem to should have monitor that going into, uh, going into Sunday. Uh, all right, I got one for you. Him. Would you rather start John Brown or Stevie Johnson? John Brown. John Brown. Even this, even this week? Oh, San yeah. Diego's against, against Baltimore. Oh, yeah, yeah. John Brown Spoiler alert, Steve, Stevie Johnson is one, of my, um, is one of my studs, and I would still... Still pick John Brown over him. All right. All right. I just I had to ask you to see where he's at. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah no, I, it's a good question. I think it's definitely close because Baltimore is not a good pass defense, but they did kind of show up last week not giving up that many points to Larry Fitzgerald. They gave up lots of points to John Brown still, and Carson Palmer got his share. But, I mean, mm. they did prove themselves a little bit more that they can be somewhat competent sometimes. So. All right. All right. And do, do we believe in, in 30-year-old Chris Johnson as a top 10 running back? No. Can he can he do another sneaky, devious? Not sure if it was legal play like he did on uh, on Monday. Classic for sixty yards. Classic, classic Chris Johnson. Classic. No, I don't think he CJ two K. Do, do we believe in him as a starter for the rest of the season? I don't. Um, I, if he weren't playing Cleveland this week, he would certainly be on my duds list. I think Cleveland's running defense is just so bad that I couldn't put him on there, but. I just I don't have any faith. I've I've expressed my love for David Johnson. I think he'll eventually take over that role. Okay, but David Johnson over the last two weeks has done more less oh. than nothing. He is yeah. Been I, I understand. Abysmal. I understand he has, he has four. three carries in the last four games. But he Each just of, has that. He has that spark in him. He has he has what is it six touchdowns on the year? Three receiving, three passing. And it's, it was it felt like every time he was touching the ball in the early in the early parts of the the year, he was scoring. He has some sort of spark in him that I think they need to exploit. And I think Bruce Arians is just being a a little too stingy with this whole not relying on rookies thing. I think he needs to throw him in there and give him a try again. But okay, Johnson has been mm. good. I, he has, but <laughs> David Johnson was was really good to start the season. Four of his first five weeks, he had more than eleven points. Here's what it comes down to, uh, Brett. This is what it comes down to because Chris Johnson's getting the carries, and that's it. He had 18 carries last week. He's had two games over 20 carries, and he is producing with the ball. I, Bruce Arians loves his veterans, and I actually I, I'm going to go completely against you here and say Chris Johnson is a viable start uh, moving forward just because Andre Ellington – he droppable. might be like third down, droppable indeed. Third down back at best. Um, Chris Johnson's 10, getting twelve, even fourteen team leagues. I'm holding on to him in a twelve teamer, but yeah. Uh, the He's one close. question is that they they have a bye coming up after Cleveland, and then they go into Seattle and Cincinnati. They have St. Louis, Philadelphia, Green Bay, and Seattle again on the Bills. So the schedule ahead is tough, tough defensively. Yeah, yeah. Tough schedule. So. You know, if you do have Chris Johnson, I would maybe try to. I mean, if sell you high. have, Let's you sell. can sell high right now, definitely on him, or maybe look to get somebody as a backup for those weeks and maybe put him into a 
a running back two or a flex, uh, just so that he's not your only option because he does have matchups coming up that are difficult. Yeah, that is a good uh, good Good notice there. Did not see that upcoming coming schedule. Uh, Let's move to the other side of the ball, where I think uh, someone's going to have something to say about this. Uh, Someone have an opinion on Travis Benjamin? I do. Nobody. (laughs) What? (laughs) I certainly do. I have not believed in Travis Benjamin from the beginning. He's been good. He's been good. He has been been seeing targets. He has been seeing targets, but I just I don't have faith in his talent. I think he's very very small. I think he's very small, and he caught some defenses by surprise at the beginning of the year. Getting this behind is the guy him. that roots now, for Julian Edelman. We must remind everyone hey, he's talking hey. about a small wide receiver. But he but hates smarts. Continue. continue. <laughs> Last week, only forty-seven yards, and he fumbles the ball. Randall only Cobb. Has anyone ever heard of Randall Cobb? Continue to bring up players that I love that are also small. Danny Amendola, right? Danny Amendola. Okay, no, no, no. At least there's slot players. <laughs> this guy tries to go deep oh. behind. I think now that there's film on him, people are just shutting him down, keeping him in front of him. That's really his only route is that kind of out or deep route, and then sometimes he hits some slants. But I just I, I don't have any faith in him. He is one of my duds of the week, my second dud of the week. So uh, I, I would say here. don't start him. Not, don't drop him, but don't uh, start him. Try to sell high if you can. <laughs> John Brown? Okay. Wes Walker. Jarvis Landry? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Travis Landry that much. That's but no, you. we don't. We don't. We don't like small wide receivers. You're right. No, 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 Drop no, no, them no, no. all. If they they're are under so six foot, bad. cut them off your team. Yeah, yeah. Like Brett says that he is like small extra, wide receivers looks, are worthless in he, the NFL. He looks like like he's a pee wee player out there with all of like the NFL <laughs> players. He's so small. Yeah, you. Uh. Danny Woodhead looked horrible on Monday night. Or on, he's on only, Sunday he's night. only 175 pounds. Hey, who would win in a fight, Travis Benjamin or Brandon Oliver? Brandon Oliver, that dude's a beast. <laughs> He's so mighty. He, yeah, oh my god. Oh, now he, but he loves small running backs. So there oh, you go. Yeah, those small running backs. Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead. Yeah, those are my favorite. Know, Brandon Oliver, of course, of course. We'll, we'll make sure that we uh, we let Travis Benjamin know about how you feel about him, and we can, uh, <laughs> I will. I will see what he has to say about that. Uh, let, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about the running backs in Cleveland. Uh, uh, this will be a brief conversation. Uh, yeah, don't start Anyone either of them. Ownable, startable. Well, not this week against Arizona, but I think the guy moving forward that's going to get you points is Duke Johnson, simply because he catches more passes than he than he does get carries. Um, he's a dual threat, and especially in PPR, he's super valuable. But Isaiah Crowell is garbage. I don't like it. Yeah, I, I say oh, that was Isaiah harsh. Crowell. Sorry. That was a little harsh, but I, I, I called him garbage. So well. That's bad. In in almost every league, uh, I have a running back conundrum in one of the twelve team leagues I'm in. So I still have him, but I, I say droppable in almost every league. Duke Johnson maybe going forward, but I don't think he cracks your starting lineup anytime soon unless he proves <sighs> it. Yeah, if flex at best, maybe. Corell droppable in ten team leagues. I think twelve or higher, you should hold on to him. He is still getting carries there. It's not like he's uh, been sent out to pasture or anything. What happened to that Cleveland offensive line? That was touted as one of the best offensive lines going into the season. Yeah. Well, Are that, you, you know surprised what happened? by they're Cleveland? They're in Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. That's where, fan, that's where football players go to die. Yeah. They have an orange helmet on. That's the problem. Oh, never mind. Cincinnati. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and let's move on to the worst game of the day. I think we can oh. all confidently uh, – oh. 
just Can stick not a fork in this one now? <laughs> Probably a better option, but let's at least, being that one of my studs is in this game, let's at least talk about it for we'll half a second. We'll talk uh, Tennessee at Houston. These could be two of the three worst teams in the league. Uh, that AFC South, we should probably just put them on an island and let them beat each other up for a season and, and <laughs> stop wasting our time with them. Oh, that um, is a bad division, isn't it? It, that it is. is oh. just is there any so way? Is there any way the Colts blow that division? I don't think they can. If they were in any other division, I would say yes, but I don't think they possibly Ugh. can play this division. Yeah. That means so the Colts bad. are going to be in the playoffs. That just doesn't seem right. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it's like so the, bad. In like the, the NFC East has like three teams worthy of playoffs, and this, oh, this division on. doesn't have oh, one. The NFC East. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. it's sad. Uh, Marcus Mariota is questionable. Looks like he might play this week after missing last week. He's fine, I guess. Don't start him. There's so many yeah. better options, He's, even against Houston. Kendall Wright, yeah, that's all, he, that's, that's all the words he deserves. <laughs> that's, that's good. Continue. Just keep going. Um, the running backs, I, I, I think. For Kendall Wright. I just want to let everybody know I needed to free up my bench this week because I needed, yeah. I was doing I some waiver one, moves and I, I traded Kendall Wright for a kicker. It it happened. No one wants to hear about our fantasy teams, but this one does need to be discussed. Jay and Brett would have had a transaction that not only included a kicker, but it was Kendall Wright straight up for Josh Lambeau. Not even a good kicker. Like not even a good kicker. kicker. I still kicker. don't understand the logic behind it. We're not going to waste anyone's time talking about it now. You know, but the I just kicker has tremendous out. upside. Uh, you know what? I was involved <laughs> with this. Ding, 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 ding. ding. Right, upside, on. ding. <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, running backs in Tennessee. They're all bad, but wait for David are... Cobb. Yeah, David wait Cobb, on David Cobb. He'll maybe. be back in a uh, a week or two here. Hopefully, he's a rookie. Hopefully, maybe. he has a chance. I, mean, I don't of think so, just better. because I don't. I think this offensive line is bad, and that's part of the running problems. But I mean, maybe he could be good. So add him speculatively. Yeah, speculative add if you got a spot on the end of your bench, he at least has some of that them there ding upside. Um, than some other guys you could be picking up. One, my uh, my second stud of the week does come in this backfield, surprisingly. Uh, Houston is just that bad. That I'm going to go yeah. with Antonio Andrews. He's been getting Ugh. carries. Maybe he'll trip over someone and fall into the end zone. He just so, might. He just might. There's a chance Houston's <laughs> that bad. Um, I think, or he fumbles the ball all the way 90 yards to the end zone. <laughs> I think you could do worse in DFS for ridiculously cheap than Antonio Andrews. And yeah. worth noting, J.J. Watt may not start in this, or may not play in this game, has some sort of minor back injury that could hold him out. And, I mean, why would they play their franchise player in this game? Um, so possibly no J.J. Watt. I think that boosts the, the backfield's value as well. Agreed. Let's go to the other side of the ball. At least they have one fantasy-relevant player on this team, which is uh, DeAndre Hopkins. A, a change from Tennessee. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a beast. Number one wide receiver in the league start so him. far. Start him every week. Be very happy you, know, you drafted him. Yeah. Uh, I am going to say, as far as the only fantasy relevant person on that team, Alfred Bru- Af- <laughs> Alfred Blue. We're working on English here. He could be... He could be sneaky. The thing is, you can't start him with confidence because you don't know what to expect this week because Arian's gone, and obviously Arian's the man. But if you if you have if you need the depth, put him in there because yeah. he he's either like a, a bust or a what is that phrase a 
boom or bust. Yeah, so yeah. he's kind of a boom or bust ad. Yeah. yeah, I I certainly added him in in all the leagues I could get him in this week. Just and I'm gonna wait and see this week. Not certainly not starting him this week. Don't know what that split is gonna look like between him and Polk, but yeah. I'll take the upside of a starting a starting running back in a backfield any day because that's hard to come by. Yeah, if you can come by a potential starting running back this late into your fantasy season, then that's a great option. You got to scoop him, I think, and just see what what you have there in Houston. Yep, totally agree. Um, agreed. I think Blue has to be assumed as the the starter going forward. But I would not be shocked if Polk ended up uh, with this job by the time the season's over. I added him in a couple of very deep leagues where I missed out on Blue, and uh, it could be worse. And just want to mention Nate Washington, big week last week. I don't know how much uh, I believe it. I'm not buying him at all. Yeah. I don't I don't buy it. I maybe mean Adam maybe a I added him in a sixteen team league. I, yeah. I added him in a, I, really, I don't think there's much value there. I I think DeAndre Hopkins is gonna see the targets from this point forward again. I think they just last week they tried to they put like two people on him the entire game basically. If you watch that game, it was like press coverage and then man deep, so I think not every team is going to do that to DeAndre Hopkins, and Brian Hoyer will find his way back. But yeah. just, a, just a name to know if you're a desperate at wide receiver. Yep, uh, Let's move on here. Uh, San Francisco at St. Louis. San Francisco is just horrible. Is there awesome. one fantasy starter on this team? As a Carlos Hyde owner, I'm going to say no. <laughs> yeah, really. That he's the closest one, but just every game that he seems to get game flowed out, and I think it's going to continue. So I think that I don't think there's one fantasy relevant starter on this team. Um, I would have to agree. Um, I would say the only thing is sometimes you can stream Colin Kaepernick. He's looked like the worst receiver I've ever seen, <laughs> receiver quarterback I've ever seen, and also he's had big weeks too. Um, they get in garbage time situations a lot because yeah, well, and he can run too, and sometimes that saves his fantasy days when he uses his legs. So, not against St. Louis. I love St. Louis's defense, but um, it's just moving forward. He's probably the only one because Hyde hasn't proved worthy. But on yeah, St. Louis's but- side, though, there's another running back. Ooh, oh, is there? Uh, All caps. He's okay. Yelling from he's- the rooftops. Todd oh, Gurley. So sad. That man. He so is running like a man possessed. Isaiah, don't you wish you had him on your team? He'd I'm be a really so good guy to have on your team. He would. He uh, would. If only you drafted him and just mm. held really him. were on board with him uh, from uh, the start of the season. What, what would oh. that feel like? Well, I was on board uh, for about five weeks. <laughs> and, then and, then he, he, and you traded him right before he came back and was productive. Right before he came back because I didn't know what he was going to see. They were talking about – you know, maybe getting him minimal carries and working him back into the system. And he was in that Larry Fitzgerald trade that I got for, which, I mean, it's it hasn't been like a bust trade or anything. No, like it hasn't been a for it. But, um, but goodness, Fitz hasn't been any Todd Gurley. Holy crap. Todd Gurley, he's averaging 15.4 points per game. And, I mean, use the eye test. Just look at him play. He's running so hard. And he has been so good. He's elusive. He's been bulldozing people. He fights for extra yardage. And, man, he looks so good, I, especially against San Francisco. He's obviously – I don't know that we need to say too much about him, but he's obviously a running back one. 
Yeah. I think we could gush a little longer if we wanted to. I think so. I think the right. Let's I write mean, him some love notes, and next week we can read Todd Gurley love oh, notes. Oh, can we make that a section of the show? Love notes? Yeah, love notes. I think I think that could be fun. Yeah. Oh, oh. you should write that down. Write that down. Okay, right. I'll write that down. Fifteen point um, four would put him second, only behind. I think everyone knows Devontae Freeman in points per game. So thank you, thank in you. The, that's, in that's, the games he's played, fifteen point four. Yeah. It's it's fantastic crazy. Fantastic numbers from him, and he. He looks fantastic. He's, he's played three games, start. and he's already the 20th running back yeah. in the league. He's Start him every week and be happy about it. He's a I beast. could have had Devonta Freeman and Todd Gurley it's playing. Gonna, it's oh. going to be real fun drafting him in the first round next season. Yeah, it will um, be. Yeah, it will. Tavon. I don't trust Tavon Austin. Yeah, there's no one else in St. Louis that's fantasy relevant. Who in that Rams passing D. game? Rams oh. D is okay because they play in San Francisco. Yeah, they, they, They've been good. They... Showed up against Green Bay and they shut down. Uh, who did they play last week? Minnesota. Yes. Yeah. So St. Louis D has been good, but that passing game I can't trust. Tavon's no. been okay. Nick Foles is wishy washy at best. Yeah, you, you don't want Cooks. Just start Todd Gurley and be happy. No, they played <laughs> Cleveland last week. I'm sorry. Oh, Cleveland. I'm oh. sorry. St. Louis played <laughs> Cleveland last week. Who they shut down? That that's what it was. I knew yeah, they shut someone down. Yeah. St. Louis Felix <laughs> is a good start. <laughs> That trade, Bradford and Foles, I feel like they got the exact same thing when they traded them. <laughs> they really did. They a just very mediocre very quarterback. Similar quarterback. Yeah. yeah. The, the difference also, is St. Louis got a bunch of picks yeah, out of it, so and of picks. Yeah. the Eagles yeah. didn't. So, And he's a we'll crazy get, person. Yeah. yeah. And so let's move on to New York at New Orleans. Can, can, we, can we praise... Oh no, we can't praise him because he has not been very good, Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> oh, I want to oh. praise Orleans Darkwa. Orleans Darkwa, that's a great name. That that's yeah, one of the I'm, best NFL names. Yeah, I'm gonna start I've, praising Orleans Darkwa. Over I've here. always been partial oh to, to Brickishaw Ferguson, but Orleans Darkwa might have taken over the uh, the name crown in the NFL. Can we call him New Orleans Darkwa? New Orleans Darkwa. <laughs> well, we <laughs> didn't know about him before, so he's I, not I'm fine old, Norley. He's or, not old Orleans. Or- yeah. No, he's 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 the new one. Uh, um, in all honesty, he he did have a good week last week. Only on eight attempts, however, got some passing game as well. But only on eight attempts rushing, forty-eight yards and a touchdown. Maybe worth a very deep ad, but I don't really think you want yeah, any part of that I, I crowded backfield. Well, injuries in are kind of promoting him there, and I I don't think it's long term. Yeah, no. I picked him up in a sixteen-team league. Outside of that. Yeah, I don't really see much value. You really um, shouldn't be starting anyone in the New York backfield. They're all bad. Mm-hmm. Shane Vereen oh, should be girl. better. He's oh. not. Rashard Jennings is bad. Andre hey, you know what? Is... As an Eli Manning owner, I have to say he has looked bad in recent weeks. And uh, I don't know what's going on because he's projected for big points against New Orleans, but there's still just a part of me that's yeah, the last not, two weeks, not that's... confident. He had he did not play against that great of opponents either, like against the pass. No, exactly. Uh, in Philly and Dallas, and put up single digit points both times. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think certainly not startable, possibly droppable. Yeah, and as an Odell Beckham Jr. owner, I uh, I've noticed. Yeah, he's suffering because of it. <laughs> I've, I've noticed. And Eli, yeah. please, for all of us, pick it up, please, just a little bit. <laughs> Or, just or, throw to Odell. Not. I think we, yeah. we, 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 don't, we don't need to throw it to Ruben Randall or any of those other guys. Just throw it to Odell and make us happy. Uh, let's move to the other side of the ball. I'll tell you, the, the player of this entire game is going to be Mark Ingram. Because if you saw 
the Giants played uh, – who did they play last week? The Giants last week played uh, Dallas, and Darren McFadden went off. Oh, that no. Okay, that's just it. If you're yeah. letting Darren McFadden run all over you, I there are just so many weaknesses in that run defense. And I think Mark Ingram, who's been good this year, has an absolute field day. And I, I think New Orleans relies heavy on the run in this game because they know that. Um, and it's going to allow for a lot of play action um, for Drew Brees and possibly Brandon Cooks, Willie Sneed to get some some big plays out. So I, I like New Orleans in this game a lot, but especially Mark Ingram. So you're telling me that Darren McFadden hasn't had a, a career long of, of storied great games that we should expect this out of him every week? Uh, I think huge. we should going forward. I mean, that's a whole nother. That's, that's a whole nother. We'll, we'll get there, but I yeah. just, he's, he's been probably, so great through his whole se- his whole career. Yeah. I don't understand why we wouldn't He's probably spent more time in the hospital bed yeah, than he really has in though. the field. <laughs> he's always on the stretcher being carted off. He has no time to run, Brad. Yeah, we can talk about this later. Willie Sneed, is he droppable? No. What? No. Willie Sneed had, in his past two weeks, five and then two points. I still think I still think he's a clear target there. I would hold on to him. I'm not ready to, to sell on him yet. Um, I'm, one second. I'm getting target numbers for Willie Sneed. 45 this year, so significantly less than Brandon Cooks. Still looks like the second option there. Uh, yet Willie Steen, Brandy Cooks, Brandon Cooks, Brandy Cooks. That's, that's a little Brand- different person. Uh, yeah, Brand- <laughs> Brandon Cooks uh, are tied with points per game this season. So yeah, yeah, they are because Brandon Cooks drops the ball a lot. To be honest, he, he does. He, he, he does, does, but they keep going back to him. Another point. Another uh, point to mention is the running backs on this team have 32, 23, and 18 targets respectively. So they're also a big part of this passing game. Right. I think Brand- or, uh, currently Willie needs right on the edge of possibly being droppable. He's, he's right there. I'm not sure if he is yet. Yeah, but I, I would give him another week or two to, to gauge his performance because I think he's had a few down weeks, but uh, yeah. Yeah, if, if, you, if you need to drop him, that's fine. But uh, Maybe buy low right now? Yeah, maybe. W- w- but- would you buy low? He's, he's a he's a fifth or sixth wide receiver on your team if if you. If I mean he's that. he's you might not even have to buy low in some league. He's only owned in sixty percent of leagues, so he's on yeah. waivers in almost half. So yeah. Mm. But Mark Ingram's gonna have a big day. Drew Brees is a middle of the pack wide receiver or quarterback this season. Not a not a ton of fantasy impact in New Orleans. He actually season. dropped after last week. I I don't know about Drew Brees. I don't think you can feel confident about starting him almost any week. I mean, he's missed one game this season, so that makes up for his his um, his poor position rank that you might see. He does he is putting up thirteen point five points per game, but that's really not that good when you look at all the the other quarterbacks in the league. It puts him uh, ahead of Andrew Luck. Okay, ahead of Andrew Luck, not like <laughs> season, but it, off of their ability to be ahead of Andrew Luck it, in a certain statistic, we would be. We would be. Where would that put him? One second. I'm trying to figure this out real it quick. It puts him below Colin Kaepernick and Josh McCowan, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's right actually right tied right. with Andrew Luck behind is, behind Kirk Cousins, behind Jameis yeah. Winston. Yeah. I, I don't think you can drop Drew Brees, but certainly if someone, if you can sell him, do it. Yeah. Yeah. Try to try to get cash in that name value if you can. Uh, okay, let's let's move out to Baltimore. Seattle at Baltimore, not Seattle. San Diego. San Diego. At Baltimore. Yeah. 
Uh, wrong West Coast team. Uh, let's go with the king, Philip Rivers. He's been a beast. What's up with him? Well, he throws the ball 400 times a game. That helps. Yeah, he, that is true. <laughs> 55 and 65, respectively, I believe, in the past two games. If Jameis Winston <laughs> threw it 45 times, 50 times a game, he'd be putting up these stats probably too. Yeah. That's what happens um, when your defense is abysmal and you're playing catch-up every single week. And yeah, trust last me, week, that was all garbage. And what, what was that, 35 minutes of garbage time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that first half, he looked, he looked horrible. And, and also, then, what's up with that stadium? It's that bad. that sounded more like an like it was an Oakland home game than it was a San Diego home game. I know. I mean, I know uh, they're close, but there were like so few San Diego fans. Well, there they're not even close. Uh, San Diego's fan base is a little questionable right now. Yeah, San Diego <laughs> has the worst home field advantage. In that's the why. League. That's why they're going to L.A. next year. So yeah, probably. Um, Say goodbye, San Diego fans. I I do have to bring up. I do have one of my studs in this game. And uh, also one of my duds, I told Brad, I told you it was a stud, but he's actually a dud. Oh, okay. Um, That makes sense. Uh, I have a stud here is Ladarius Green, tight end for San Diego. Um, uh, Antonio Gates is supposed to be out this week. That's the, those are the reports I'm getting. Uh, He's listed as questionable, but his MCL sprain could go a few games. Um, and so Ladarius Green had a great game this last game. I, he he saw a handful of targets and a touchdown, and it produced good points. And just with the, the amount that Philip Rivers throwing the ball, he's a great option. Uh, and he's owned in less than fifty percent of leagues, so he might be on your waivers. A good uh, good handcuff for Antonio Gates. And then my dud is Melvin Gordon. Wah wah wah. Melvin, what, what are you doing before the fourth quarter? Probably He's not. owned in eighty-seven percent of leagues, and I oh. they keep feeding him the ball. He hasn't gotten over. He hasn't seen double-digit points all season. And Danny Woodhead, in my opinion, is the better fantasy play, and that's sad they, because they're Gordon's not even feeding carries. him the ball at this point. I mean, I know. carries in the last two games. It feels like San Diego has slightly given up on him. I mean, they've got to go back to him eventually. And I think once this season gets out of hand for them, they'll start feeding him. So maybe if you can buy low, maybe this is the time to do it. It has to be super low. Like why five, at five and two, it's really in hand at the moment. Why is he? Why is he owned in eighty-seven percent of leagues? Is what I'm wondering because here's a a fun little stat. Um, well, C.J. Spiller almost he's seven points above C.J. Spiller, and uh, that's bad. Yeah, I, I think I, it's potential just because yeah. he's a rookie this year. But I I I don't see the point of it. I mean, what's his highest scoring game? Nine points, and that that was back in all the way back in week two. These past two mm-hmm. weeks have literally been nothing. He fumbles the ball. It seems like every week. Every I, <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I understand why you have to hold on to him. He's he's the biggest name in that backfield. They're gonna have to play him at some point. He's a rookie. They can't just give up on him after seven games. Yeah. But, and that's what I'm be. saying. Eventually this season, I, I think they'll probably end up going back to him because the season's not going to really be in question anymore whether they're going to make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I think eventually they're going to go back to him. But for right now, he's certainly not starting. Put him yeah. deep on your bench. Yeah, he shouldn't right. be anywhere if, near your lineup. If you had to start one, Ladair, uh, sorry, Melvin Gordon or Tevin Coleman? Tevin's not getting any carries. It has to be Melvin. I'm going to... 
Oh my god! I mean, they're both. It, I'm gonna it, go. Yeah, I, you I have would, bigger problems if I this is hope, your option. Yeah, I hope this is not your option, but I would go Tevin Coleman just because I think he has got some big playability and the small yeah. amount we've seen him seems like he can bust pretty well. He's got some good explosion out of the backfield, so uh, I would go Tevin Coleman. This, but I, this is for our listeners out there trying to get that first win of the season in week seven, week eight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they. They're the ones who have both Melvin Gordon and yeah, exactly. On, on the ones <laughs> if you if, if you have those two as your starting running backs, then you are zero and seven. I can promise you that. <laughs> um, Keenan Allen is a beast. We've already talked about Ladarius Green. Let's I move think to he's the top five receiver personally. But. Let's move to the other side of the ball where there's not much fantasy goodness. Uh, Four we got, set. We got two guys. We got Forsett and Smith. They're uh, they're number two, a number two running back, a number two wide receiver, and Besides I have that, a quick question: Why is Brashad Perryman on this page? Um, to tell you to drop him. Yeah, please, yes. please drop him. Yeah, that, so, uh, that's the is reason he I want to bring him come back. That's the reason I, I want to bring so. him up. I, I, there's no point in him being on your team. Don't try to. I send mean, if you held trade. him this long, then I guess keep holding him because I, I think he'll probably come back. They didn't take him off their roster for some reason, so I think they assumed he was going to be better sooner than this. Because he's been on their roster, he didn't get put on the IR or the designated to return or anything like that. So I think they assume he's going to come back at some point. So I guess if you've held him this long, maybe keep holding him. But I would say he should probably be off your lineup. Yeah, he. I think he can safely be dropped. If, if he does happen to come back, maybe you go scoop him up then. But he does not need to be wasting a spot on your roster mm-hmm. any longer. Against, against the weak Baltimore defense, is uh, Stevie Johnson a streamable option? I believe someone has something to say about this. I do have something to say about this. <laughs> that was a good segue. That Look was at a good that, Isaiah, uh, radio professional right there. Yeah, with a good transition. Uh, uh, yeah, Stevie Johnson uh, coming back to my studs of the week. Stevie Johnson is going to be one of my studs of the week this week. I think that Stevie Johnson um, got a little undervalued after he, he was picked up off a lot of waivers early in the season. Then he missed a couple games recently. But now without Antonio Gates in there, I think he takes a bump. Uh, they need someone to get in that short passing game. So I think him and Ladarius Green are going to share that role a little bit. But clearly Phillip Rivers is passing enough to feed them both with uh, all his mini throws. And this Baltimore, this Baltimore pass defense has just not been good this year. They didn't do terrible last week, but they still gave up 30 points to the wide receivers. So they're they're thirty first in the league against against fantasy wide receivers. So I Stevie Johnson is a stud of the week. Okay, we'll see how that works out. Uh, Let's move over to this game. I I think this game is actually going to be better than anyone would have imagined before the season starts. New York Jets at Oakland. These are two two decent teams, which we haven't seen in many years. This seems like one of the most high-powered offenses versus one of the best, if not one of the best, uh, defenses in the league. And if you would have told me that a year ago, I would have said yeah. you're a crazy person. Yeah. I'm Are gonna you lock calling you up. Oakland a high-powered offense? I am calling Oakland a high-powered offense. That was my way of sneaking that in there. I know we we noticed it. It wasn't very sneaky. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I do. Well, it. I, 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 I'm gonna. I is a high-powered offense. Yes. I'm gonna strike you off here and pull one of my duds of the week. Uh, Latavius Murray. Forgive me. But the Jets' defense, their run defense, is just too good. Latavius Murray, I'm a believer, okay? I'm a believer in Latavius Murray, not in this matchup. I think he goes uh, single digits easy. I don't think he sees the end zone. 
I think the way that Oakland is going to see this game, I envision them getting behind. Derek Carr is going to throw the ball like 40 times. And uh, both Crabtree and Cooper are seeing so many targets. I think this is going to be a pass-happy game for Oakland. Dud, Murray, enough said. I I have, in some ways I agree with Isaiah there, but in some ways I don't because I also have a dud on the Oakland side of the ball. But my dud is uh, rookie sensation Amari Cooper. I think that pass defense in New York is is very good. I can see them being very close in this game, and I see Latavius Murray actually having a big game because they're going to be mm-hmm. feeding him the rock a lot because I think Amari Cooper is going to be shut down by Revis and Cromartie. He's my dead of the week, my first one. I, I love Amari Cooper. He's been great so far this season, but I, I can see this being a down week for him. I think keep him out of your DFS lineups. Don't rely on him too heavily in your week-to-weeks. i got to stick with Isaiah on this one. I think, I think the, the running game is going to suffer in this game. I think it's telling that... Um, okay, here's my Patriots fan coming out. I mean, one of the best... One of the, <laughs> oh, the smartest head coaches chose not to run against him last week. Uh, only what a five smart head coach. And two of them... And, and like, three of them <laughs> were for negative three yards from LeGarrette Blunt. So they, they just chose not to run against this team, which I think is what Oakland should do, but they'll probably try to run Latavius Murray. I don't think he has a big game either. Okay, okay, Patriots fan. You just simmer yep, down yep, over there. No, you know? You I'm simmer down... Because we know Julian Edelman had a huge week last week against the Jets, right? His five okay. catches for 54 yards. Danny stepped up. Dude. They did Julian Edelman. I'll stick with my uh, Amari Cooper dud. Well, let's jump back over to the New York side. Uh, a breakout running back this year, Chris Ivory. Number five running back on the season. He looks probable for this week after a, an injury scare last week. I love him. He I looks think good. He's great. He's a he hard runner. Who isn't a breakout on this team? I feel like every single person on this team was underdrafted for what they performed at. Yeah, that's what I happens think... when you're a Jet. Nobody believes yeah. in you. <laughs> I think every player was underdrafted. Chris Ivory was definitely underdrafted. Brandon Marshall way underdrafted. Eric Decker might have been the only person that was being evaluated fairly, sitting at wide receiver 27 right now. But even him, I, didn't he miss a week? I believe he missed a week. He, he did miss a week. Yeah, so like I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of that's, that's, um, not a true representation of what he's – done this season. So I, I think everyone was under was underdrafted this. And it all just, this done with uh, the amazing Fitzmagic at quarterback who should be oh, yes. in all leagues. <laughs> Isaiah has some fond memories of the Fitzmagic. You know, I just wish the Fitzmagic was in Buffalo. <laughs> but I <laughs> oh, think, that's, that's a sad uh, state I, of affairs. I think uh, Fitzpatrick honestly is a solid streamable option uh, this week against a really sad defense. I I can't believe I'm saying that and it's coming out of my mouth, but I, I think it really is true. Fitzpatrick has proven that he is good for some mistakes, but he's also good for a lot of yards. Kind of that uh, Blake Bortles, Derek Carr effect where it's like, well, you know they're going to sling it. You know they're going to make a few mistakes, but in fantasy relevance, he's a, he's a decent option, especially this week. So. Yeah, the only the only quarterback that Oakland hasn't allowed two or more run, um, passing touchdowns to is Peyton Manning. So, uh, but everyone else, totally including Joe Flacco and uh, Josh McCown and Philip Rivers, got three. So uh, every other quarterback that's gone against them has got two or more passing touchdowns. The the only thing I see with all of that is that every one of those quarterbacks had big games to their tight ends, and the Jets have not a tight end to speak of. 
Who is their tight end? They have uh, Jason Morrow, who has not been good. Ah, clearly. We oh, don't know. Like targets, it looks like it's, <laughs> it's Jeff Cumberland. Okay, even better. Yeah, who I do not know, and he has six <laughs> targets this season. So, so yeah. That, no, that's the only thing. In, in all those other games where those guys had big games, it was Gary Barnage and and uh, Crockett Gilmore that were going off, Barnage. and that's not going to be happening from the Jets because their tight ends are worthless. And uh, just on the Oakland side of the ball, uh, just remember the name Michael Crabtree. He's been getting the targets this year. He's he has step- more targets than Cooper. He does have more targets than Cooper. He's a step below Cooper, but he is a name in, in all leagues that should be owned. Did he stick with that more targets this season? Or, or this last week he did. Yeah, I, th- I yeah, believe he did. Still leading yeah. by 56. Okay, so that's, that's going to be a good game. Excited to watch that one. Let's move on to the... Uh, the next game here, Seattle at Dallas. I wish this was a better game, but it's not going to be that good of a game. Um, Seattle. <laughs> 7 to 10, maybe? You feel uh, this maybe, final? if we're lucky. I'm predicting about four interceptions thrown by Matt Castle. Uh, yeah, yeah, it seems about right. Seems about right. Uh, and Seattle three last week, so that seems like a, a ridiculous prediction, but it's possible. Seattle's it's defense right there in the is, realm. Uh, is number one in my book this week. They're going to... I think they're really going to go off, even with the Dez return. And that's the breaking news in this game. Dez returns, it looks like, that he will be back in Week 8 after missing the last seven weeks. Does it matter with Matt Castle at quarterback against Seattle? Are you Eh. starting him? Eh. Eh. I wouldn't Eh. start him. I would not start a fresh-off injury against Seattle defense anybody. Uh, even if it is Des Bryant, especially with Castle throwing the ball. I think a better, yeah, I, I think I wouldn't start anyone that Castle's throwing the ball to. Yeah, I wish hey, I could whoa, follow whoa, whoa. this. He just left Buffalo, so hey. <laughs> <laughs> easy, and, easy, hence, easy. Hence, look at Buffalo's quarterbacks, and they're like, yeah, we got to get Matt Castle out of here. Let's send him <laughs> off. He is not good enough. DJ Manuel made our... Castle was like, no, Oh, my go. gosh. <laughs> we would have killed for Castle this last week. EJ yeah. Manuel single-handedly lost that game for us. Yes, anyway. Did. Those first that, five minutes were amazing. That is a tale for a different time. It is. Um, Darren McFadden, what do we do? We think he's legit. We, we discussed him a little bit earlier. I think and he's legit going forward. This starter. Week, I don't think he's startable. Agreed. Agreed. I, I think just because the Seattle defense is just – they're, oh, they're good. Yeah, yeah Seattle's too good. So good. But going forward – uh, let me check the schedule real quick. Going forward, uh, he gets Philly, who's actually also really good, but then after that he gets Tampa Bay, Miami. So, yeah, I think going forward he should be a pretty solid option. He does have some not great matchups coming up, including the Jets and Carolina as well. So, But I I still think he's he, he's been named the starter currently, and with Joseph Randall out, he'll be getting all the carries. Do we think he's taken over that job once Joseph Randall returns from injury? I think he, I, but I don't know I, yeah. if we can assume that that uh, um, he's going to. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he does. Uh, I think McFadden just seems. This is so weird that we're talking about Darren McFadden, but he just seems a little better fit right now for that offense. And I think his production while Randall's hurt is going to be is going to be what Dallas needed. I honestly think he stays at the prominent majority majority carrier for the rest of the season. And this yeah, whole and conversation is going to be moot this weekend when he gets hurt. So 
Yeah, I, that's what I was trying to say. He's done this before, but his his career has been riddled with injuries, and that's always a concern with him. So, and I just anyone yeah. that that scooped up Christy Michael last week, thinking that he was going to do drop. anything, yeah, drop it. Drop. Sorry, sorry. Um, hey, you beat me to it too on the waiver. Well, it didn't work out, so you're welcome. No, no thank you. That's what um, I'm saying. Seattle, Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, the defense, the kicker. All startable. I think your real own the only question on this team is Jimmy Graham. You still starting him? Uh, Probably. I, I, my guess is you don't have a better option. But if you did, for some reason, early in the season, go out and get Tyler Eifert or go get um, get Jordan Reed off the waivers. Yeah, he's still Reed. owned. He's on. He's on not very many leagues. Oh, well, well, let's let's true. let's do a little uh, let's do a little comparison here. Let's do um, Jimmy Graham or Eric Ebron. Ebron, all the way. Ebron, yeah. That's not even close to me. Um, the thing is with Jimmy Graham is people get caught up in the name. They know what Jimmy Graham has done in New Orleans, and he just hasn't been good this year. He's a bad fit in Seattle, in my opinion. And there's so many better options at tight end than him. All right, keep going um, with your comparison. Jimmy Graham or Latarius Green? Darius Green. Green. Darius Green. Green. Uh, Green. Green. Yes. These are all guys that are are very much available that we've talked about already. Let's see who else we. I mean, have how here. can you how can you rationalize starting him this week? I, I just don't see any rational thing that could go through your mind, like any thought process that go through your mind, like maybe he will get like. It's not like Dallas has been significantly bad or good. They've actually been better against the tight ends than most teams, giving up only or like the fifth least against uh, tight ends. So I just I don't see any rational let's, reason for starting him this week. Let's do a little little thing here. What what about those two guys the rest of the season against him? Mm. Oh, the... Ladarius Green. Ebron, well, I'd say... I think Ebron over him, Ladarius Green not. No, because Gates is going to Because I think Gates him. will eventually come back. So, I, it's being reported as multi-week injury, but he's so tough, I think he'll be back within a week or so. So what I'm wanting to know is... is where is Jimmy Graham falling in our rest of season rankings in tight end? Is is he worth owning if we're putting him below guys this like out. this? Let me check this out. I'm gonna have to because uh, I'm to... seeing one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Here's what I'm gonna tell the listeners right now with Jimmy Graham. Maybe and if... ten. Tight ends I'd rather have than him? Oh, yeah. If he was on my team, I would try, because he has name value, try to trade him with with a package and get something more. Because Jimmy Graham, even though hasn't been producing, everybody recognizes him as a game-changing tight end, even though he hasn't been this year. Try to get something of value for him. You could probably try to get a Tyler Eifert or a Travis Kelsey or a Gary Barnage for him right now. Just strictly based off name value. Just as reference, in one of my leagues, he was traded for Ty Montgomery, so maybe oh. that name value yeah, on the flip side of that, quite I, as strong as we might think, but yes. Yeah. On the flip side of that, I think trying to buy low on it might not be a bad option. If you can buy really low, like a Ty Montgomery seems, seems way too low, but like someone a little higher, I mean, he, does, he has shown that he can do it in the past, and they might possibly figure out a way to get him in that offense. He's more physically gifted and more talented at football, in my opinion, than a lot of these people who are ranking ahead of him. But his situation is just not at all. So I think I think buying low might not also be that bad of an option if you can get him really low. Not not giving up full Jimmy Graham value certainly. Don't fall into the name value 
um, trap. Are, are Seattle's receivers, Lockett, Baldwin, uh, Curse, are any of them even relatively startable ever? Any of them. If, if you're going to own one, it's probably Baldwin. I like, Lockett had I a like big Lockett's, game. I like Lockett's yeah. upside ding, but... Um, yeah, yeah. He just—he's boomer bust. He's like Tavon Austin. He seems just like Tavon Austin yeah. in the early years, where Tavon Austin would get like one big play a game, and then he would go three games where he didn't get passed to. <laughs> completely agree. I don't—I don't think any of the guys in that passing game are worth owning. Um, okay, let's move on to ooh, this. This this might this be is the best, best game. game of the week. This yeah. is the best game of the week. We said that a little too early. Uh, Green Bay at Denver mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Everyone's going to be sitting down on the couch watching this one. What do you think about Green Bay? Randall Cobb, he's been, he's been disappointing. Oh, so disappointing that I'm going to call him my dud of the week. <gasps> no. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's going out on a limb. I he like is my second dud. I think Aqib Tlaib is going to uh, have his way with him. He's been, he's been having down weeks the last couple of weeks, and I, I think it's going to continue for all you Randall Cobb owners. Cough, cough, Brett. Yeah, yeah, he's he's on my bench this week, so I, I guess I'm kind of with you there. But I do have a strong receiving core that he's behind. You know, so. Brett, I, I could trade you for Randall Cobb right now. Okay, yeah, we're going to move on from that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll buy low. Make a deal right now. We'll do it. Who are the startable players other than Aaron Rodgers on Green Bay? Um, James Starks. I don't know if he is because who's going to start, get those carries? Are you starting James Starks? I, I no. think I'm starting Eddie Lacy in this match. I would agree. You know who I'm starting? Neither of them, if I can Neither of it. them, exactly. Was, that yeah. was my point. But I think if I'm starting one, it's going to be Eddie Lacy this week. You know, I just, I think they're going to ride the hot hand, and I think Eddie Lacy might get hot in this game. But neither of them would be my option. Well, There's the hot hand is James Starks, as of recent weeks. I mean, Brad, if you have Eddie Lacy and James Starks, there's somebody in our league that has Eddie Lacy and James Starks as a, as a handcuff. And uh, when you're in that situation, you need to start one. Who, who do you go with? If, if gun to my head, I go Lacey because I'm gonna go on track record. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't stomach it if Lacey went off on my bench and I had started James Starks and he got like two points. Like what? Which is what you would expect at the beginning of this season. But I, I just couldn't. A, I wouldn't be able to do it if yeah. I well. They just had a bye week. Any injury or whatever Lacey might have been dealing with is hopefully dealt with. Having a week off. But against but Denver, I, Denver's I really, I'm really going to avoid starting either of them because yeah. I can see them both having a bad game regardless of who gets the carries. Yeah, that's true. Um, one of the wide receivers is going to have a good game. Obviously, I don't Are think they? it's Randall Cobb. James Jones will probably catch a touchdown because that's all he does. Devonta Adams probably is back, Devontae right? Adams is back from, from the, the, uh, the ankle injury. I, I picked him up in one of my leagues and might have to start him, but again, He's, don't feel I mean, confident against Denver. I've, I've got to be honest here. I don't know if any of these receivers are going to have good games. This Denver defense, I know Aaron Rodgers, and I mean, I could be completely wrong here, but this Denver defense has only allowed one wide receivers this, this year. This Just is, one. This is Green Bay we're talking about. I know this is Green Bay, and they haven't played against anyone nearly that strong offensively. They've actually had quite a weak schedule. I mean, they're probably strongest offensive team they've gone against is Oakland, which is really not saying much. But right. I, I still think that they, the, all, all these wide receivers could have down weeks just because of Aaron Rodgers' propensity to spread that ball out so much. Earlier this season, I remember looking at the, the box score about halfway through the game, and he had nine completions to eight different receivers. <laughs> Which is more likely, Aaron Rodgers throws three touchdowns or Peyton Manning throws three interceptions? You have no 
Ooh, I'm gonna say Aaron Rodgers has three touchdowns. I don't think I don't think Peyton Manning has three in him. He has a lot, but I don't think he has three. He's leading the league in picks. He has ten. He's tied to Sam Bradford. Don't don't forget, don't you forget about Sam Bradford. Okay, let's talk about these Denver running backs. Uh, are any of them? Can you feel comfortable starting them? Because as an owner of C.J. Anderson, I don't. For for the sad, sorry souls that drafted C.J. Anderson first round oh. or second yeah, here's round. Here's to you. Yeah, here's did, to you. Do for, I get some sort of donation to my grieving soul for this or something? No, you don't. You don't get a donation. Uh, Ronnie Hillman. Something because it's been a, it's been a hard season living the C.J. Anderson life. Oh, trust me. Ronnie Hillman's the better back, and even then. Uh, define better back. Denver's backs have not been good. Yeah, they just and stayed alum, Ronnie, Hill, Ronnie Hillman. I see, a, <laughs> I see a late season run for Ronnie Hillman, actually. Like a C.J. Anderson-esque run last season uh, for Ronnie Hillman, kind of breaking out and becoming that lead back. And, I mean, that's all, it's all going to be contingent on whether Peyton Manning can become effective again because he opens up that running game. But that offensive line is not bad, and I think that they could possibly – open up some holes, and Ronnie Hillman has some explosiveness that we saw earlier this season when he had that, that long, like, 75-yard touchdown run. Is there any possibility of buying low on C.J. Anderson? Do we foresee any bounce back at all? I considered him? it today, and I just don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping the fingers crossed. I really hope there is. But that could be just because I own him in too many leagues and I need it. Do you own him in our league? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who owns him, but that's beside yeah. the point. Right. Oh, that's who it is. You're right. He kept him. Um, okay. No one wants to hear about our league because that's boring no. to everyone except I mean, us. Except who, who knows? I mean, they might be curious as to you know who the fantasy hosts are starting. I don't know. You never know. All right. Yeah, one more game. On. Let's one move on to this, this Monday night game. I we, we probably thought six weeks ago that this was going to be a great game, and it's it's not. But it's okay. We'll watch it anyways. Indy at Carolina. The shell of Andrew Luck. Where did he go? Did Andrew Luck run away? Did someone like steal his jersey and go out on the field as him? What what's what's <laughs> going on in Indy? You know what? I think he's coming back. I honestly think the first chunk of the season is skewing his numbers. Uh, he's looked better off of that uh, shoulder injury. And, um, I mean, against Carolina, I don't feel comfortable trusting Luck. Um, I think Moncrief might still be good and T.Y. Hilton might still be good. Frank Gore, maybe. I mean, these are – it's just a tough matchup against Carolina. Yeah, I think Frank Gore is probably still startable in most leagues. Uh, Carolina is good against the run, obviously, but I just think he'll get a lot of volume. I think Andrew Luck has – had better fantasy stats these past two weeks than he's actually looked on the field. I think on the field he's looked poor, and he's ended up with some decent stats because in both these games they got behind big and had to kind of come from come from behind. Um, I, interesting question. Is Andrew Luck just a slightly better, better Matthew Stafford? No. I, th- I think it's injury-related. I think I, the problems yeah. so far this year have been injury-related. I mean, he has, he has, let's see how many interceptions he's got here, nine interceptions on the season. 
He's always he been missed the big interception guy. He's always I know, been but a big exactly. Guy. Is he just a slightly better Matthew Stafford? Because that's who Matthew Stafford is. He chucks it into small spaces that he shouldn't be chucking it into, and he goes for the deep play all the time. And that's what we saw from most of his fantasy value came from the deep play to T. Y. Hilton last week. You know, the way I view that is Andrew Luck is a lot more poised in the pocket. It looks like. Matthew Stafford is afraid to get hit. It looks like he makes mistakes based off of, uh, you know, situational football, whereas Andrew Luck has just maybe made some bad decisions. I think the Colts front office needs a little help. I think Andre Johnson was a big bust for them. I think they've had to find other ways to win games. I don't blame it all on Andrew Luck at all, and plus the injury doesn't help. I seriously think his second half of the season is going to be uh, a lot better than this first half. I'm completely agree. I'm on board. Don't don't cut him. Yeah. If you can trade for him, great. Maybe try to buy low. If uh, yeah. the owner's freaking out, I think right that now. I think that's kind of that ship's kind of sailed these last two weeks, being 28 and 24 fantasy. Yeah, probably, probably. I, I think um, the owner's just happy with the production, yeah. but I do see some serious issues with his actual football game. With uh, I mean, as an owner of Dante Moncrief, I have to say I think. He is a viable option continually throughout the season. He's been consistent. Uh, and then on the other side, Carolina's receivers. Um, they have receivers in Carolina? Well, here's the uh, thing. is that Very few. Very few. I, I chose uh, – I, I, I looked at the list of his studs and duds, and I chose three duds and one stud. So <laughs> I didn't – I only said two duds. And I said a one stud, and my second stud this week is Ted Ginn Jr. against Indianapolis, and that's simply because Cam Newton doesn't have anybody to throw to except Ted Ginn and Greg Olson. And I don't know. I can see him uh, seeing 10 to 15 points somewhere in there with maybe one touch. You have fun with Vontae Davis. Yeah, that's true. Vontae Davis is quite a shutdown corner, and I mean – he really is their only option. So unless Vontae Davis is shadowed Greg Olson. Yeah, Norman, too. Well, Norman, Norman? Nor- Norman plays Carolina. for Carolina. Yeah, Vontae Norman Davis is on Indy. Oh, 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 that's right, that's right. That's right. Um, eh. Yeah, Ted Ginn's fine. Greg Olson, he's a, he's a top. He, if I'm ranking, he might be my number two tight end. Oh, no. Wow, wow. I think we had this conversation no, last no. week, but I, I think he's my number two tight end. Over Eifert and over, oh, okay. ben, over Bennett? Oh, yeah, definitely over, over Gates. Yeah, definitely over Gates. I hit three. I, oh, he's I can't not over Eifert. Eifert's two. Yeah. Correct. Good correction. But I think I, he's three. I, I he's ahead of Kelsey. He's ahead of Barnage. Yeah. I see. That's where I'm at. I don't think he's ahead of Kelsey or Barnage. Yeah. Or, I, I would take Bennett over him, even though Chicago's bad. Well, trust me, I, I love Bennett, but he he hasn't. If you look at his numbers this year, they they've been disappointing. Mm. I, I still think Kelsey's coming, and he's gonna eventually get here. <laughs> um, I, well, he, Kelvin Benjamin, please limp onto the field. <laughs> they need help um, at receiver. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that, I think that Kelsey is just such a talent in the, in the red zone specifically. And without Jamal Charles, they're looking for that red zone threat. I still think Kelsey is going to come on strong towards the end of the season. He would be my number three behind Eifert. And then, Maybe Greg Olson there for. I'll, I'll take the guy with Cam Newton throwing to a million a day over Alex Smith, but that's, that's just a fair. Me. That's just a fair. Uh, what, what do you think, Jonathan Stewart? 
Is he a, is he a legit starting running back, or is he more of just the flex range? He's he's getting better. He's a RB two for me. It's been, the, it's been um, a tale of two seasons. He started out horrible. He's been yeah. good the last couple weeks. Which yeah. one do we believe? I think the trend continues. Personally, he's I kind agree. of found himself. Yeah, I think he's he's figured out what he was doing wrong towards the beginning of the season. I think specifically this week, Indy's rush defense is just so bad. Agreed. They're they're twenty seventh in the league um, against opposing running backs. So I think I think Jonathan Stewart is a, probably a must start this week. I can't imagine you have two better running backs than him. But I I would put him in in high running back two ranks, like right up there at twelve or thirteen. Completely agree. I think he's uh, gonna have a much better second half than he has first half so far. Well, that wraps up our reviews for the week. Let's do. A quick reminder to everyone who our studs and duds were for the week. So my studs for the week were Antonio Andrews and Austin Safarian Jenkins. And my duds were Randall Cobb and Amari Cooper. And my studs were Ladarius Green and Ted Ginn Jr. And my duds were Melvin Gordon and Latavius Murray. My studs were Theo Riddick and Stevie Johnson. My duds were Travis Benjamin and Jeremy Hill. Well, there you go. Let's see who we're going to make fun of uh, next week this time. I'd like to thank everyone for <laughs> taking their time listening to us today. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at the FS Playbook. And uh, we're going to get active on there. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Have a good day.